0: Thank you for being here this morning. If you're a visitor, know that you are welcome. Know that you are esteemed by us for being here. I hope the things I have to say are the truth from the scriptures. I hope that you're comfortable and you will read along with me as we go through the scriptures. We have, each Sunday, been going through a set of lessons about the basic gospel, about the basic tenets of the church, And we're going to continue that this morning. But before we get too far, I want to say something about mothers. Christ came to this earth as a child, as a babe. He could have come as a grown man, but he didn't. He was helpless. He needed a mother. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be here existing if it wasn't for mother. You know, so remember that mothers are special. The lesson of this morning is about united we stand. We need each other. It's important. Thanks for the reading of the morning that Tim did. We're going to go over that as we talk about being one and being together and to being a family and to being one under God. There in First Corinthians, the 12th chapter, Tim began with, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members that are one, that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ, for by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink in one spirit. The very first and early church there in Jerusalem was made up essentially all Jews. They considered themselves the chosen people of God. They were the chosen people of God. And they had accepted Christianity. And if you read in the scriptures, they sort of called it a sect. It was part of the Jewish religion. Well, once Paul went out and others went out and started spreading the word and the Gentiles began to believe and they came in. Can you imagine a congregation like that? That you've got the Jews there, you've got the Greeks or the, the Gentiles. You even have slaves that are there, all believing in Jesus Christ in one thing. Two Wednesdays ago, Aaron talked about Acts the 15th chapter in our Acts study One thing there that caught my attention was the fact that if you remember in that chapter, the believing Pharisees, those that were Christians, believing Pharisees, they said the Gentiles have got to be circumcised and they've got to follow the law. They thought that those that came would become part of the Jewish religion. Peter said, Now, therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, where neither our fathers nor we were able to bear, but we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as who? The Gentiles. It's a different group of people. It is no longer Jew or Greek or free or slaves. Instead, we are Christian. We are the family of God. The writer here says, we shall be saved in the same manner as the Gentiles were. He put the the Jews in their place. He said, we're no longer Jews. We're no longer Gentiles. We're Christian. Now, the reading this morning was rather lengthy, and I apologize for that. But, you know, when it says, therefore, in the fact the body is not one member but many, and the foot should say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body, and so on, If you read down there a little farther, it says, But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, what would the body be? (coughs) But now, indeed, there are many members but one body. A second part of my lesson, or another theme of the lesson, is we're part of God's body, His, his church, Christ's church because it pleases him we're not here because i'm the greatest in the world and i'm not or here because you're the greatest no we don't deserve it but it pleased god that for whatever reason i'm standing here this morning and you're sitting in those pews this morning it's him that set up through his son this church the family of god and the eye cannot say to the hand, "I have no need of you." Nor again the head to the feet, "I have no need of you." No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our pre- presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body. There's that theme again. God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it, and there should be no schism or division in the body, but that the members should be the same care for one another. When I read this scripture, one of the things that comes to my mind are NFL linemen. These are behemoth men. All of them pretty much weigh over 300 pounds, and it's not fat. And they are paid to push other people around. And they are paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to do that. And guess what? There's no excuse. If he's sick, if he's got the, f- he's got the flu, he throws up on the sideline and he goes in when it's time to play. Have you ever seen that? If he's got a broken finger, they tape it up and he goes. A cracked rib, he, gets, he puts on a brace, he goes. Knees, ankles. There is no excuse. You're going to play. If he's dehydrated because it's hot, they give him an IV at halftime. There's no excuse, but guess what? There's this little thing called turf toe. You know what turf toe is? It's a general term, but basically for the big toe, it means that you have torn or ripped the muscle or the tendon, or you've bruised uh, the joint. And those guys sit out at least two games. They can't play because their toe hurts, you and I, No matter who we are, we are important to Christ church. We are important to this congregation. This congregation doesn't do well if you're not here, if you're not with us, if we're not working together. Continuing there, it says, and if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. We need to worry about each other. We need to care for each other. We need to love each other. For when someone is hurting, the whole congregation is hurting. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. You can't save me. And the last day when I stand before the Lord and the judgment is there, it's individual. But I, it's really hard to get there if you're not with me. It's really hard to get there if you're not in the congregation. If you're not part of the body of Christ, if you're not doing your part, yes, we are the body of Christ and members, individual. Whether we like it or not, we're all in this together. The writer here in First Corinthians, the tenth chapter, says, "The cup of blessing, which we bless, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? Is the bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we, though many, are one bread and one body, and we are all partakers of the one bread. We have one spirit." We have one goal, we have one master, we have one king, and yes, there's a lot of us, but we have the one goal, and we have the one body, and we are partakers of it. 1 Corinthians, the first chapter says, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no division among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. If we're going to believe in Jesus Christ and we're going to have, there is one Spirit, there's one God, there is one Savior, then that's important for us to all agree with that. It's important for us to not be divided. It's important for us to be joined together in the same mind. (laughs) Again, in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministry, but the same Lord, and there are diverse. diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. All of us have talent. All of us have different talents, and they're there for us to use for the glorification of God. He's given us the opportunity to do that. He has put us in his family. We are there to serve him, to glorify him. The wisest man to ever live on this earth besides Jesus Christ was Solomon. Solomon said this, two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe unto him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand them. And threefold cord is not quickly broken. All right, for you kids to do at home. There's a thread, sewing thread. It's pretty easy to break. But you know, as an engineer, i got to be curious. So I took three, and if you wind those three up and attempt to break them, you'll cut your hand before they break. You and I are stronger as a group. You and I are stronger when we help each other. Just as Solomon said, there is nothing better than for us to be together as one. It's interesting. I did not ask Ian to lead the song. I didn't ask Nathan to lead the song, but I'm going to talk about the song. The one that Nathan led was the one we're more familiar with. Excuse me. But the one that Ian led was in a minor key, sad. And that's more like what Psalms 42 is about. As the deer pants for the water brook, so pant my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God, when when shall I come and appear before God? He says in that Psalms, my tears have been my food day and night. While they continually say unto me, where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me, for I used to go with a multitude. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise and with a multitude that keep a pilgrim's feast. He said, you know, I used to go up with people that went to the temple. I used to go up with people and praise God with them. That's where I need to be. I need to be with them. If not, I am depressed. If not, I don't belong. If not, I'm by myself. Where is my God? My God is in his family. My God is here. He's us. He's with us. It's important for us to be together. One of the best examples along this line is Elijah. You remember Elijah? What a man of faith. He challenged the prophets of Baal to a duel, an altar duel. He says, you build an altar, and I'll build an altar. You pray to your God, and we'll see who who lights the altar. Now, what kind of faith is that? Now, he knew that Baal wasn't going to do it because Baal's not a god. But over on this side over here, he knew that God would do it. That's a lot of faith. And, of course, we know the account that God lit the fire and consumed the sacrifice. But Jezebel the queen said, basically, to my dying death, I'm going to kill you, Elisha. That wasn't the exact words, but she was going to get him. And he ran, and he ran, and he ran some more. And he ended up in a cave by himself. And in that cave, he heard a small little voice. Now, here was a man of great faith, but he felt like he was alone. So when he heard the voice, it says, So it was when Elisha heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elisha? And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forgot, forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with a sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. I'm by myself. If you read on there, you'll, say, you'll see where God told him and said, You're not done, Elisha. I got things for you to do. And by the way, I reserve 7,000 in Israel. All whose knees have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. Sin so Elijah, you're not alone. Not only am I with you, but there are a lot of people out there that are faithful to me. If you ever feel alone, just remember there's a lot of people in the church of God that are still faithful. Jesus said again, I say unto you, if two or three of two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three are gathered together in my name I am there in the midst of them when you and I are gathered together Christ is with us he's that third strand with two or three together together the fourth is Christ he is there with us and he called the 12 to himself Jesus did and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over the unclean spirits You know, he could have seen twice as many people if he sent them all out one at a time. Why did he send them to it too? Well, I believe it's because they needed the strength of each other. They needed the help of each other. You and I are not alone. but We need to be willing to be together to do his work. But I do want to say real quickly that it's not the number that counts. That's not what we're saying here. For, if you remember Gideon, He had tens of thousands of people in his army, and God said, not too many. He got it down a whole bunch below that, and God said, not too many. And the number of those who lapped, putting their hands to their mouth, were 300 men. But all the rest of the people got down on their knees to drink water. Then God said to Gideon, by the 300 men who lapped, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let all the other people go, every man to his place. It's not the number that counts. It's whether or not we're willing to do the work. It's whether or not we're willing to do what he wants us to do. Well, then, what should be our conduct towards each other? How should we treat each other? We are in this family together. And I don't know about you, but I've got two brothers and sisters, and there were lots of times that I didn't treat them all that well, and they didn't treat me all that well. But there was never a problem with that we didn't love each other, and we didn't care for each other, and we would stand up for each other. You and I need to be that way in our Christian way. Therefore, if there be any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if the fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, sorry, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, the Apostle Paul said, you know, I want to be happy. And I'll be happy if you do these things. You will fill my joy by being like-minded. Having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through the selfish ambition of conceit, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out, not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. We're to look at each other and say, you're better than me because you are better than me. And we need to consider each other. And we need to know that their interests are more important than our interests. And we need to be together. And we need to help each other. So be kindly affectionate to one another. And brotherly love and honor given preference to one another. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble and listen. Do not be wise in your own opinion. I have a different opinion about a lot of things than you do, I'm sure. My experiences are different. Your experiences are different. But it isn't wise for me to try to stuff my opinion down, nor is it wise for you to do that to me. That's not wisdom. Who is wise and understandeth among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in meekness of wisdom meekness of wisdom you know I can have a lot of knowledge and I can be right but that's not what's important what's important is is if I'm going to transfer that information to you I need to do it with wisdom and wisdom means with meekness and with care and with love but if you have bitter envying and self-seeking in your hearts do not boast and lie against the truth this wisdom does not descend from above but is earthly sensual demonic for where evil and self Seeking exists, confusion, and every evil thing are there. <laughs> one more analogy for the morning. My wife and I were raised down in the valley in Harlingen, Texas, near Brownsville. There are lots of Washington palms. They're big, tall palm trees. Handle a hurricane, no problem. You can bend them over all the way over to the ground, and they don't break. If you try to cut one down with an axe, you're fooling yourself. When you hit that sucker, there's a good chance it's going to bounce back. And even if you're strong enough and the axe is sharp enough and you penetrate that deal when you pull it out, which takes great effort, you can't see hardly where you cut it. You just can't. These palm trees are made up inside of lattice work. You, if you cut one open and look, each one of the strands are a little bit bigger than a human hair. And in between the lattice work is meat, a moisture. But they're laced together just like that makes them very strong. And you can't cut them down with an axe. But you know what you can cut them down with? A chainsaw. It goes through them like butter. Literally, you can cut a 20-inch palm tree down in less than two minutes with a chainsaw. You know why? Because it's breaking this one and breaking that one and breaking this one. Congregations don't fail usually because of huge, massive differences. They fail because individuals get hurt because someone says something they shouldn't, someone believes something that is causing other people problems and doubts, and one by one, they break. That's what causes congregations to. We don't want that to happen. No, we want to have wisdom. We want to be able to help each other. We want to c- consider others more important than ourselves. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of the righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. If I am saying and and doing something that's not causing peace, I need to sit down and think about it because it better be very important if I'm not having peace because that wisdom is not of God. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another, if any of have a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. I think it's going to be hard to stand up in the last day in judgment and defend the fact that you didn't forgive somebody. It's going to be hard because what could a person done to me that would be as bad as what I've done to Christ? He forgave me. He takes care of me. You and I need to be the same way. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tenderhearted. Be courteous. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessings. Knowing that you were called to this. Back to our other theme. Knowing you were called to this. We are called to be that way, that you may inherit a blessing. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, and with long-suffering, bearing with one another. We are called to be this kind of person. We need to strive to do endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. You and I are a family together. We are part of the church of God. We are his members. We are his family. We need to teach treat each other with love and compassion that the things that Christ has for us the things that God called us to do we can do and go strength from each other and certainly not feel alone I hope there's been something in the lesson this morning <coughs> that will encourage you through the week have you think about what we've talked about and what the scriptures say? this has not been a lesson of first principles But we always offer an invitation to those that may understand that what they need to do is confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Repent of their sins. Be washed in water so that they can have those sins washed away. So they can join this family. They can be part of the greatest family that has ever existed. If you're subject to the gospel, call, we ask you to come as we sing two verses of the song collected.